Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today as we continue our walk through the strange Paradiso. I want to say that earlier today, this morning actually, I was listening to a uh, podcast. Well, I was beginning to listen to this podcast. I never finished it, but um, this particular one and many others that I listen to, they will begin with saying things like, lock your doors and your windows and turn the lights off or, you know, something in that vein or get a cup of coffee or a hot drink and cover yourself with the blanket, you know, stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, we're opposite of that, okay? Because we're out there walking in it. We're not in our little cubbies with the doors closed and locked and the blinds drawn and things like this. No, we're out walking in the strange. We're not hiding from it. We are in the elements. So that's why. Also, I want to thank you for joining me because we're out walking facing these things, encountering these things almost daily. It takes a different type of person to do that. So we're kind of like the badasses, okay? Because I'm not going to tell you guys, oh, lock your doors, close the windows, uh, it's going to get spooky. No, we're out there in it. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining and for agreeing to take this walk with me. No matter how strange it becomes, no matter how many times we even get off of our path. Sometimes we wander. Sometimes we kind of get a little lost. But we're walking together as a group. Thank you. So anyways, um, I want to start with this story. Now, I don't know how, I mean, I think about this, okay, quite often. I think to myself, how do people, and I'm not bashing anyone. This is a, a real question that I think to myself. How do people still after the things that are known, the things that we read about, other people's experiences and so on, how do people still use the spirit board? How do they still do that without perhaps believing that they will be in danger? They will be opening a door to a path that uh, they don't want to go down as well as whatever is on that path, they don't want coming into their reality. Trust me, it's uh, not anything that I personally take lightly. I would not use that. And I know that there are many ways, this is not the only one, this is just a well-known one, but there are many ways of opening doors and opening portals and things like this 
But um, for whatever reason, this just seems to be one of the most, uh, I guess, well-known and sinister of many different ways that there are, all right? So, of course, there are people who will always use these things. I see them a lot on some of the um, ghost hunter shows that are on TV and things like this. I will notice that once in a while, they will break out the spirit board in an attempt at a communication. Now, I, um, once again, don't know why. It's almost like they're resorting to this. Why resort to that? You don't know what you're communicating with. Well, I I guess you could say you never do. Even when um, maybe certain mediums, certain people like that are in communication, they really don't know either. But why put yourself into that predicament? I mean, real question here, guys, okay? Once again, I'm not trying to bash anyone who uses that. I'm just, if I um, was speaking to someone, I would ask them, aren't you a little apprehensive? Isn't there, I mean, a little bit of, um, I mean, what might you actually be encountering when using this thing? So this story is about someone who found a spirit board. They found this thing. It was covered with dirt. It had been out in the elements for who knows how long. And so he cleaned it up and he also found the planchette. See, that's a kind of strange thing because uh, he's out like in the, in the back 40 in the woods and he finds this thing and the planchette just right by where this board was lying down there in the, in the dirt and what have you. So he picks it up, he takes it home, he cleans it up and he decides that he's going to start using this thing, try to communicate, all right? So there was a celebrity that he wanted to communicate with. So he decides, a couple of his friends come over, we're going to try to uh, communicate with the spirit of this dead celebrity. All right. So they get together and they uh, start attempting at a communication. But the first thing that happens is this, the planchette starts going back and forth, back and forth across the board. And it starts spelling out the same name over and over again. I'm not going to say the name of this thing because um, I just, there are certain things that I don't do and that's one of them. But it started with a Z, okay? So it keeps going back and forth and spelling that thing out over and over again. So finally, they just, kind of get freaked out and say goodbye. So everything stops, but this board is picked up by something invisible, something that they couldn't see, and 
thrown across the room with force. It wasn't just tossed across the room. It is said that it was thrown across the room with force. So after this, he goes to pick it up and he keeps it in his room. He puts it away. He wraps it up, puts it in his closet, whatever. He keeps it in his room. And now he starts to, um, certain things are happening. He notices that he starts hearing like someone walking down the hallway at night. He can hear like someone's breathing or like a couple of people are breathing at night when he's in his bed. He hears voices and he starts having uh, encounters with the night hag, which he never had before. But that doesn't stop him from using this thing again because he really wants to communicate with this dead celebrity. So they do it again. They attempted a communication. And this time, they believe that they get through. And they believe that they are really in a communication with this celebrity. To the point where the celebrity requests a cigarette. For them to get a cigarette and put it in the planchette. Like in one of the holes. So they go ahead and they oblige this spirit who they think is the celebrity. And they light up a cigarette and they take a couple puffs off it to get it going. And they stick it in one of the holes or whatever that's in the planchette. And then they report that it actually looks like something is smoking that cigarette. Because you know when you take a hit of the cigarette, the that orangey cherry that's on the other end of it kind of like gets bigger and it gets brighter, okay? And they saw this happening. So they're thinking, yeah, we're really communicating with this, with this person. And then things start happening again. Then this thing becomes mean and starts tossing things around the room. Once again, okay, they say goodbye. They are able to at least finally say goodbye. And then it all stops. Now, before... It all stopped. The planchette moved across the board and spelled out C-U-N-Hell. Now that was what was reported by these people. So it goes on to say that The guy who had this board in his room went ahead and got rid of it. 
He said to himself, I'm not having anything else to do with this. I feel that maybe we dodged a bullet, but um, he went ahead and actually took it back to where he found it. Well, it wasn't so good for one of his friends because one of his friends actually became to the point where he was like addicted to communication with the spirit board. So his friend becomes addicted to, I don't know who he was communicating with, if he thought it was still that dead celebrity or if it was someone else, but he kept using a board. Whether he made it himself or he bought it somewhere, it is said that he continued using the board until one day the board predicted his death. So long story short, what ended up happening is that guy who became addicted to the spirit board ended up dying in the same fashion that the board had predicted. Now, somehow, subconsciously, did he make that happen? Or did this thing actually, was it actually responsible for killing him? See, these are things that we'll never really know for sure. Either one, I believe, is a possibility. But to say for sure, you'll get, of course, people say, no, it was like the power of suggestion, and then he went and did a stupid thing, and that's how he ended up dying, and blah, blah, blah. But then you're going to have people who are going to say, no, that whatever entity was directly responsible for the death of that person, which very well could be. But with so many stories and accounts and things like this about communication with the spirit board or even many other different ways, it's just my own opinion that it's very dangerous and you don't know who you are communicating with. There is another account of someone who bought an old house. Now, back when um, I guess this particular house was built, it was built in the early 1900s, and it had real wood floors. I mean, they don't make them like that anymore. And if you want a floor like that, you're going to pay for it. They used to make houses with these floors that were made to last a lifetime. These aren't floors that you would um, get tired of and remove them, even though plenty of times through the years, people would cover them up with carpeting and things like that. I actually lived in a house that uh, it had carpeting in it, I don't really like carpeting, okay? 
but um, it wasn't my house. So one day, my parents decided that they were going to get rid of the carpeting. And when they did, underneath that carpeting were parquet floors, real wood parquet floors. I could not believe somebody would cover up those floors with green carpet. Oh yeah, it was green carpet. So when my parents saw those, they were like, whoa, we're going to clean this up. And it was beautiful. Okay. But anyways, so back a long time ago, that's how they made houses. They made them with wainscoting. They made them with chair rail molding. They made them, I mean, completely different than they do today. Today, you want anything extra while you're going to do it yourself. So anyhow, one day, because things were happening in this house, they just attributed it to, well, the house is old. Many families and many people have lived in here. Who knows what people did through the many years, you know, in this house. There could have been people practicing um, a cult, could have been this or that, you know. So they were going to have somebody to go in there to clear the house. They um, got, got a priest. The priest went there. He blessed the house. It started making things worse. They noticed that things started um, accelerating and the noises and the things that were happening were getting worse. So then they got somebody else who um, back in these days, they used to call them parapsychologists. So they got a parapsychologist who was actually affiliated with the college that was nearby. So he came over with some of the students and they walked around and they were looking for certain things. Well, these people were also getting ready to renovate this house. And when they went into one of the rooms and they had noticed that Part of the carpet was being like taken up, but it wasn't all the way out of the room yet. It was just like where they kind of like were lifting it up off of the flooring so that they were going to get rid of it. When they moved the carpet, because one of the guys there in the group said um, he believed that whatever was going on was stemming from that room that they were in. So they started moving the carpeting away from the walls and started trying to get it out of their way. And they found engraved on the floor was a giant spirit board. Engraved on that wooden Floor, yes, a giant spirit board. They couldn't believe what they were looking at. They all stood there. They looked down at that thing. They looked at each other. Well, that is what had been happening. Then they figured it out, all right, that whoever through the years was the last person to use that never closed the portal, never said goodbye, never whatever it was. So somehow, 
because the theory at the time was that it had to be the person or one of the people who was there during the communication. That it couldn't just be anyone. So they actually had to try to find one of the people who knew anything about this. They had to go through records and names of people who had lived in that house. Finally, they found someone. She was much older now, but she agreed to see them. And she knew exactly where it was. She walked right over to it and she said, yes, that they used to do this in communication when they were teenagers. And then she said that um, one day things just got a little bit weird and they all ran out of there. And she said, I do not remember closing anything. So it probably is still open. Now, can you imagine the people who own the house, how they felt when they saw this thing engraved on the floor in one of the rooms there? So somehow, I guess, she had to close this. And then the owners of the house got rid of that floor. What? and expense, but they had no choice. They couldn't leave it there. They couldn't stand it down. They had to get rid of it. And in the meantime, they went ahead and got rid of the entire floor throughout the house. You just never know. You never know about these things. How do we know even what is on the foundation of some of the houses that we may live in or that may be in our neighborhood or in our vicinity? When I sit here and think to myself, oh, no one who practices the occult is in construction. That sounds kind of silly. So how do we know that someone hasn't perhaps made some sort of a sigil or something on the foundation of the house or of the driveway or the sidewalk? Anywhere on the property, how do we know that certain things haven't been done there? Certain rituals, certain practices, see, we don't. And that's another one of the reasons why when people say, oh, well, this this place can't be haunted, it's all brand new. Well, yeah, yes, it can, as a matter of fact. And a lot of times they are. So once again... We just really never know what we're getting into. 
People have even told me stories about their cars, okay? Yeah, stories about their cars. It's mainly been, and I'm not saying all cars, I've had plenty of used cars and this and that, and I'm I'm not saying that every single friggin' car has had something done to it and la la la. No. As a matter of fact, it's it's very rare. But it has happened. Where people will report certain things happening in their cars. They'll think that they're they can there's someone in their back seat that they see in their rearview mirror and certain Smells like they'll smell cologne, man's cologne, or things like this. A lot of times when these things may happen, I would think that it would be because of uh, certain attachments. Among other reasons, you know, there are um, a few different reasons. Remember I told you guys about the people that I know, the girls, and they were in the car and they were saying something about somebody named Bob and they were blaming it and said, oh, you have to make room for Bob here. Let let him sit in the center and all this stuff. And I had to tell them, look, you, I know you guys are playing around. I don't want to ruin your fun time. But when you start doing things like that and giving something a name, something is going to come and fill that name that you have given it. You are like almost conjuring something. You're inviting something. See, so many of these type of things are done because people don't realize it. And I'm not even saying that, oh, if you do it like one time, it's going to uh, make something happen and invite something. Maybe not one time, but maybe over and over again. Like you make this just something that you and your friends just joke about, you know, when you're hanging out and so on. Well, then I'm going to tell you, yes, something will come and fill that personality that you have created. So it seems like a harmless little game or fun time, whatever. But you can really actually invite trouble into your realm. Okay, so that is why I ask myself sometimes, why do people still engage in this activity with Spirit Board? And then I understand, okay, with some younger people, some people who are just beginning, they're just beginning to get an interest in certain things. So they'll watch some of these ghost hunter shows and things like this. And they don't know. A lot of these people are like 10, 11 years old, just starting to get into it because let's face it, it's interesting. And it grabs them right away. And then they see these people on TV using these various tools, okay? They use that um, spirit box thing. 
they use the dowsing rods, they use, I mean, what whatever it is that they use, the K2 meter, whatever the heck it's called, and all of this stuff, well, it really gets their interest. It gets their attention. And then they see that board. And the fact that you can make one yourself is even more attractive to them. See, and they do not know. They don't know the things that can potentially happen. That's also one of the reasons why I don't like those shows. I don't watch them. I will tell you, I used to. I used to watch Taps and um, Ghost Adventures and stuff like that. But the reason that I used to watch Ghost Adventures is because at the very beginning, they would all run out of places screaming and stuff like that. And it was kind of funny to me. And Taps, I used to watch them because they were almost like one of the first shows that was on every week that was about ghost hunting and things like this. But as I would continue watching them, I started realizing that they could um, actually be posing a problem for people who naively believe that it happens just like it does in the show. It's all going to be resolved within an hour. And it's just all very technological. You got somebody out there with the laptop in the van and you go in there and you wire everything up and blah, blah, blah. See, and um, it's not always like that. And when people who actually do this kind of thing, investigate and stuff like that, many of them will tell you that when you start wiring the houses and setting up meters and this and that all over the place, that it can actually cause things to uh, really not happen. It can interfere with a lot. So people who may be really experiencing things in their houses and in their places of work and so on, have somebody come out and they just bring all of this stuff with them, well, it can actually interfere and then they don't find anything and then they leave and then the people are still there with this problem. So, I mean, I, I guess it's all for the individual, for how we feel about these things, what we think is the proper way to go about an investigation, okay? I know um, a few people who will go into a place with nothing. They go into a place with um, like holy water. They pray before they enter, but they're not taking meters and all of this other stuff. They may take a video camera. And then the other thing that they do not do is they do not request that if there is any type of spiritual activity in the home or establishment, 
They, they don't ask it to perform any type of tricks, like turning the light off and on and doing this and doing that, knocking and give us a sign, blah, blah, blah. They, they don't do that either. So how the individual goes about certain things, there is not actually, I guess, a right or wrong way. There is just, in my opinion, a way to do things and then there is a dangerous way. There is that way that can bring something onto you that you do not want. So this type of uh, thing is also, I guess, very debatable. There are many people who say, uh, you know, contrary to what I'm saying, But I have to tell you once again, when I watch these shows, which I don't watch them anymore, but um, when I'm changing the channel around and I really, really cannot believe that Ghost Adventures is still on. I really cannot believe it. Like, what in the heck? How is this show still on? Well, I I feel that um, these type of shows actually cause more harm than good. They can actually um, kind of like, it's kind of irresponsible, in my opinion. Documentaries are one thing. When you're learning, when you are watching something that is telling you the history of a certain thing and what has been said and what has been reported and so on, that's one thing. But when you go and these other shows, like they're out there hunting and they're like challenging the spirits and all this stuff, well, that right there is, in my opinion, irresponsible. Gives people the wrong idea, especially younger people who may be watching this kind of stuff. And um, I've seen things happen with people who didn't know what they were doing, but they saw this on the TV show, and so they get their little friends, and they get together, and they're going to go and do an investigation and things like this. I have seen things happen. I have been contacted by people who uh, have gone out and done stuff like that, and now they're in a little bit of trouble and so on. So... Yeah, these kind of shows, they just kind of uh, maybe a little bit angry. But anyhow, um, that is almost, that's about all that I have for today. Maybe this hasn't been like uh, really spooky to you because the majority of us know already about this board. We know the the pros and the cons. I don't know if there are any pros personally. To me, they're all cons when dealing with this thing. But um, once again, that's my opinion.
there are many things that I don't do anymore also because of um, there's more than one way to open pathways, okay, that uh, we really shouldn't be opening. And um, I have in the past been guilty of doing that kind of stuff. That's why I don't do it anymore. At some point, because I'm inside right now, and you all know that there are certain things I don't talk about when I'm in the house. That's why I have my shack. But I can't go out there right now because of the weather and it's freezing in there. So when I can get back in there, I will share some of the things with you that I have done and so on, okay? But as of right now, I because I don't talk about certain things in here. All right. So anyways, I hope that some of the things that I um, shared with you are interesting and that you found them interesting. I won't be able to be back now until probably Monday. So that gives me a little bit of time to continue reading. And at the same time, I want to say that not everyone, okay, but we know that there is a percentage out there of people who do not and will not admit to using a spirit board because of some of the things that are known about it and they don't want to tell anyone because they don't want anyone to um, maybe not want to hang out with them or certain things like this. I knew someone actually like that until one day they told me that uh, they had used that She, um, this is, this is a while ago and I have spoke about this before, but I'm just going to leave off with this. So this is a long time ago. And one of my friends, because she had older brothers and sisters, they had a spirit board because at that time, everybody just thought it was a game like Monopoly. And so they would use it from time to time. Oh, they would ask me questions like, who am I going to marry? Am I going to get married? And blah, blah, blah. What is my husband's name going to start with? What's the first letter? And this and that. They would ask me questions like that. And then she said one day her mother came in and they were from Mexico originally, okay? So she said one day her mom came in, she caught her sisters in there with that spirit board in the bedroom. And she said, you guys better get rid of that. I don't want that in here. You shouldn't be playing with that or consulting that thing. Get it out. So what they did was they put it up in the attic. And she said that, not always, but sometimes they could hear that board making noise up in the attic. 
There were no rats, there were no rodents, no birds, no nothing up there. It wasn't a very big attic at all. It was just big enough to be able to put a few boxes in there. And she said, that didn't start until they put that board up there. And then no one wanted to go up there and get it and throw it away. But she said it would make a squeaking sound. So just leaving you guys off with some food for thought. Anyways, I want to thank you all for joining me. I sure wouldn't, while it's not real spooky, it's kind of unsettling. And I would not want to be walking today on this gray, cloudy day, talking about this stuff all by myself. So I'm so glad that you all decide to join me and to walk with me. Because we're not hiding from it. We're facing it. We're talking about it. And at times we even try to find remedies for certain things that we see happening in the strange paradiso. Ciao.